What's up, girls? We are in episode two of Girls Forgot. guys um just a little clarification if you're watching on youtube right now um if you're listening on apple or anything that is my dog jack he is doing his own thing down there but he's gonna be there so if you're wondering what this little black thing is that's jack that's my dog um but welcome we made it through week one now we're in week two so if you haven't already go check out episode one we talk about the word of the year and which is new wine. And that's something that's going to be poured into this podcast, but also my personal life. And so if you haven't already, go listen. Talks about allowing God to do something new in you and not following your old ways uh, that didn't work. And so I'm trusting God this year that he is showing me new mindset, new ways, and just enjoying life in a different perspective. And so I'm excited for it. Um, but I challenge you guys, like pray about a word that God is giving you this year. I know that we all like set goals and it's like, all right, like we all want to go to the gym. We all want to eat healthy. We want to do this. We want to do that. And those are all great goals. We should all have those goals. Um, But set a word for the year that challenges you and put that word everywhere. Like I have it written on my mirror. I have it on my like phone. I have it in my bio. Like I'm remembering like new wine, new wine. And that to me is going to challenge me and push me but also the people that are holding me accountable and stuff like that, like they all know my word of the year. And so uh, my friends, like they'll, you know, they'll ask like, Kaylee, how is the new wine? Like, like how is God using that in you? And so challenge you guys, find a word of the year, obviously for this podcast and for us, this is also your word, like for this podcast as well. So if you are like, man, I feel like God's speaking new wine into me too. Like, boom, there's your word of the year. Take that, run with that. Um, and let me know, let me know your guys' words of the year. I would love to know, but past that, (laughs) we're in week two, which I'm excited about because it is my testimony and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, if you know me, I literally like my story isn't like crazy, but there's a lot to it. Um, and if I, during this time jump around, uh, I'm sorry, but there's just like, there's a lot that happened in my life that, um, like they relate to each other, but not really, but they kind of do. And so kind of be hitting on all of that. But I think it's so important to share your testimony and get your testimony out there. Um, because that's what God's doing in your life. And so before we begin, let's pray. God, I just thank you so much, God. I thank you for allowing us to sit here and just have a conversation today, Father, for them to get to know me, but also for them to engage and feel inspired, but also challenged by you, Father. And so I pray that you use my testimony to reach um, a young generation of girls or just a generation of girls in general, Father. And I pray that this testimony doesn't just stop here, that this is a story and a testament that will go on forever. And so we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
men. Amen. Well, why not start from the beginning? Um, so I was born January 3rd of 2001 um, in Canton, Ohio. So I grew up in Ohio. I know everyone makes jokes about Ohio. Listen, I'm not a big, like, I'm not a big Ohio fan. So don't hate on Ohio, okay? It's still cool. Like, there's still things to do, but I'm not a big Ohio person. I'm actually a Michigan football fan. So there's that. <laughs> but um, so I grew up in Ohio. I grew up with my mom and sister. Shout out to them. Um, they have been my rock. Um, they have been who I go to for things. My mom is actually one of my spiritual uh, mentors in life. And she challenged me and pushes me and my sister. Like she's older than me, but she keeps me young. Like she keeps me fun. Like she's the person I go to my best friend in the whole entire world. And us three, our dynamic is so amazing. Like we rarely argue. Like that wasn't a big thing that we did in our house. Um, like at all we we all grew up like arguing is just stupid like we don't do that um but growing up together like I remember the amazing moments I remember the sad moments um and I remember just the unique moments like my mom we have a tradition if we're like we'll all be like laying in bed and my mom like texts us and is like I hop and it's like 3 a.m and we have school the next morning and whoever texts like back they're going but I remember one time I like Okay, they said they woke me up. Like, they tried to wake me up, and I said no, which is crazy because that would never happen, and I still think that's a lie. But I remember they went to IHOP, and I woke up the next day, and they, like, I looked at my phone, and it was like, uh, we're going to IHOP. Kaylee, are you awake? Are you awake? Are you awake? And they went. And I'm like, that's so rude. Like, for me, I would drag, like, make sure my sister is coming to IHOP with us. Like, I don't think me and my mom ever went without my sister. So a little rude if you guys are listening, but it's okay. <laughs> but our lives together was just something that was amazing and um, something that like my mom challenged us so much as kids. Um, we grew up in the church. It's crazy because my mom actually wasn't like a believer in Christ until she met my dad and they ended things, which we'll get into, but she continued to keep going to church. She knew that she couldn't raise me and my sister on her own. And so she always says, like, I always prayed, like, God, you raise my kids. Like, I'm just here, but you raise my kids. And, um, yeah, so we grew up in the church. We were involved um, with the church. We were there. If we weren't at, like, softball practice or something, we were always at the church. Um, and so that was super fun. But, yes, my parents are divorced. Um I love both of them. I My dad has done a lot in my life that I don't love, but I've learned forgiveness and I've learned that through God, which we'll have a podcast on forgiveness because that was one of the biggest lessons I had to learn in life. Um, sorry, I had Sprite before this. And so if I burp, I'm sorry. I'm not. That's disgusting. Like literally, that's so gross. Anyway, just that's just me, though. That's literally me. And that's what you're going to get. But so I grew up without a dad. Um. And I didn't really start to realize that I didn't have that peace in my life until I started playing sports, really. Um, and I see, like, the interactions with, like, the coaches and the daughters. And um, that's when I started to realize, like, oh, like, I wish I had that. But my mom made it very, like, I mean, she was so loving, so caring. Um, she was always in our lives, showing up 
working so hard because me and my sister are not cheap. Like, <laughs> we are not cheap. And she, you know, always made sure that we had meals. Like, she always made sure um, we had the things that we wanted. But she also taught us, like, we don't need those things to be happy. Um, we just need God. And so she raised us amazingly. And that, like, that is a huge testament in my life is how my mom grew me and my sister up and how close me and Lexi are. Like, we are tight like no one's coming between us I think we had one argument as children and I remember I spilled milk in her room and she was like clean it up and I was like now because like first of all I was bold so like don't tell me what to do you know <laughs> like like she was like clean it up and I was going to like I was literally going to clean it up but the fact that she told me to do it I said no and I was stuck I was stubborn hard-headed still am a little bit but that's it I'm working on it <laughs> but I remember like her coming into my room she pulled me by my hair but that was like the only time we have like truly argued and it was over milk spill like like it was stupid anyway but yeah so we grew up together and I started playing softball at the age of four um love softball so much it was everything to me I loved it at a young age. That's kind of where I developed my love for sports um, because I'd be at home like on YouTube watching sports all day long. Like it got to the point, you know how like people get grounded from their phone? Like I got grounded from watching sports and like that to me was like, no, don't take that away. Or like my mom would like ground me from going to practice and I'm like, hey, no, like I'm walking to practice. I literally walked to practice one day. Funny story. But um love sports that was something that I just forever wanted to do and so um growing up I played softball and I started you know elementary school and uh I got held back in the first grade and so my mom came into school she's like Kaylee we're going to Dairy Queen and, like we left school early and I was excited and then she told me hey I'm holding like holding you back she always said it was for sports but I wasn't the best learner um, I was a grade behind the grade that I was supposed to be in. And so growing up, um, I would get made fun of a lot of um, you can't spell, you can't write, you can't read. And I like that frustrated me a lot. And so I took a lot of that and made sure I was great in something else. So that was people's focus and not my lack of being smart. And so I allowed people to like I would on the outside, I didn't look like it phased me. But on the inside, I was breaking. Like, I remember I would go home, like, crying. Like, man, why am I not smart enough? Why am I not good enough? Like, why are people laughing at me while I'm reading? Like, all this stuff. And I had an IEP. So that was where, a, like, a special teacher would pull you out of the class with a group of people that also had IEP. And they would read you the test. And I used to hate that. Like, it was so embarrassing sitting there. It's like, all right, time for the test tests are being passed out and then the teacher came in like oh we're pulling you out so that we can read it to you and it's like now looking at it I would have IEP even if I was the smartest kid alive because literally you got to take the test out of the classroom someone read the test to you and you know when like they read a test and they're like reading and then they're like a blah 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 b blah blah c blah 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 d blah 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 and it's like oh she read it like that so it has to be c like the answer and so they would take you out, read the test. If you didn't finish, you could go home, come back the next day and finish it. So you could just look up the answers. Like it was the best thing ever. And even like the state testing, like I got so much time to do the state testing. 
um, still ended up not doing so well, but that's okay. <laughs> um, it's just because in, I'll get into it, but God taught me a lot of like, it's just not the way that I learn. And my mom would always say growing up, it's their craziness, not yours. It's their craziness, not yours. And so, um, that's a big lesson that I learned. Like, man, other people have to tear you down for them to feel good. And so, and that was where, that's kind of where I got caught up in because people would tear me down so much. I got into a crowd where I would bully other students so that I wasn't looked at. And like, I try to fit in so much with the popular kids because I didn't want to get bullied for those things. And so the hurt that I was feeling inside, I was like, let me put that on other people so that I'm not feeling that which is terrible. Like I was, I bullied so many kids. And if you're watching this and I bullied you, I am so sorry. Like that, like that hundred percent was on me. Like there was nothing wrong with you at all. That's a hundred percent on me. And please DM me or something. Like I would love to like, just talk with you. Um, but man, I would get in trouble so much for like either bullying a kid or bullying my teachers. Like I used to do that. Like my teachers would think they had, or, okay. <laughs> My mom, one time, you know that Kevin Hart story where he's like, my mom said to tell you, and like, yeah. But my mom was like, Kaylee, like, your teachers don't have authority over you, which she was not meaning the way that I took it. Like, I took it to school the next day and was like, you do not have authority over me. My mom said, and like, she'd be like, Kaylee, that's not what I meant. Like, God has the initial authority over you, but you have to honor your leaders. You have to respect your leaders in like whatever so that was funny but I would get in trouble all the time and it like like even my teachers would say however Kaylee's mood is that's how the class's mood is if Kaylee is happy and exciting and loving the class is going to be happy exciting and loving if the class is, or if Kaylee's coming in mad angry and being disrespectful the class is giving that and so I hated that growing up like I was like why are people following me? Like, get off me. Like, do your own thing. If I walk in mad, don't be mad. Like, be happy if you're happy that day. And so my mom, like, taught me. She's like, Kaylee, you're just a natural-born leader. Like, that's how, like, people see you as a leader. And I'm like, no, they see me as someone that's dumb, that's not smart, that isn't good enough, uh, but is an athlete. Like, that's how they see me. And she's like, Kaylee, you have so much influence in life. And my sister would always say that to me, too. Like, Kaylee, you even influence me and I'm three years older than you. And I'm like, bruh, like, why do I got to influence people? I hated it. It's like, I don't want to be a leader. <laughs> like, do your own thing. Go your own ways, you know? And so uh, getting through middle school, I still played softball um, and was starting to notice that I was actually really good at softball. Um, I would, you know, go back in the backyard. I would make things up. I um, had like a fake low trampoline. I used to like throw the ball at it and then ground the ball and then th like whatever. Um, hit all the time by myself. Like I would see other girls and their dads, like they're getting to go out to the field and like he hits you grounders and stuff like that. And my mom was amazing. Like she would go to my games and um, you know how like parents yell at you after the game? Like my mom was like, oh, you did so good. And I like struck out four times. And it was like, mom, like I didn't do good. Like I missed that grounder. I missed the pop-up. Like I didn't do good. I need you to yell at me. And she's like, well, you don't really want to yell at you. <laughs> like, that just wasn't who she was. Um, but I missed that. Like, I wanted that. And I would do it to myself. I would beat myself up so much after games. Like, yes, I'd be happy, like, you know, move on, whatever. But I would beat myself up because I'm like, 
like I didn't have someone that could do that for me and which other people would have their dad and so I was just like whatever and I remember I'd like text my dad like are you coming to the game today and he'd be like yeah yeah, yeah, I'm coming and then I would be looking around like in the crowd and he just wouldn't be there and my mom like knew that that's how I feel and so that's why she was like so loving and so caring and my grandparents would come to every single game I don't think they missed one like if they were in Mexico they was coming back for my game like I'm listen and all my cousins listening to this and my sister listening to this my grandparents whatever I am the favorite and like you don't have to like say it I always tell my grandparents like you don't have to say it like we all know like I'm the favorite one (laughs) but uh, I'm the password child like come on now Um, except for my sister she'll like change the password to be her and I'm like okay that doesn't count anyway but they would always come to my games and um, but I would always miss that feeling of like oh my dad's not here and so obviously you know taking stuff out at school getting in trouble at school and uh, went to high school and so made varsity my freshman year at my first high school uh, which is a big deal like anyone knows that in high school like if you're making varsity as a freshman and you're starting you're like that's a big deal and so me and my friend Olivia uh, we made varsity together Uh, she was my best friend and uh, we started we both started at shortstop Um, if she was at shortstop shortstop I was at like center field and if I was at shortstop she was at second base and we just had that dynamic together Uh, we were like one and two in the lineup Um, and so it was really cool to be a freshman and experience that but that came with a lot of hate from upper class, like upperclassmen, um, which is great. But so made uh, varsity my freshman year and I was dating this kid that I was like dating for three years by then. I think we started dating in fifth or sixth grade. I can't remember because it didn't really count back then. Um, let's say fifth grade. And we dated all the way till my junior year of high school. And so was with him. He was my best friend. He's still an amazing guy. Like he's awesome just wasn't who like I was supposed to be with it was more of a friendship and um so I transferred schools my sophomore year I went to my mom was like I just want to transfer schools like they have a better softball program at this other school and that was where my mom and dad went to school and I was like I just I don't know why I just told her I was like I want to transfer and she got up she moved the house like she moved houses and everything for me Um, but I would like going to this new school, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start over. Like, and this is where the word of the year comes in new wine. Like, I was like, I'm going to start over. I'm going to get this, like, no one's going to know that I'm not smart. No one's going to know, like, I'm not going to read in classes because like, I don't want anyone to know. And, but I still had the IEP, which people knew, like I would get pulled out of classes because of these reasons. And so I was just like, I want to start new, but I took my old mindset into, the school and I was always cautious of like oh I don't want people to know the real me I don't want um people to experience that and we actually moved churches as well and so that year went to a different church which was the best church ever I, I love that church I, that's where I became a creative that's where I found truly who God is and who he is in my life um which we'll get into but changed schools met amazing church friends I was known as like the softball transfer um and I made varsity as a sophomore at that school which is a big deal because that school is very good at softball and so I started shortstop I was leadoff batter um and so that to me was like man 
and I truly like man I fell in love with it and I remember going to church and we um I think it was like at a United um I remember I was just sitting there and I'm like praying to God I'm like God like what do you want me to do at this point I'm a sophomore I obviously like had time to like figure out what I wanted in life but I like started to question I'm like what do you want me to do I've always wanted to be a sportscaster always wanted to do that um but what's next and I remember sitting there and God was like Kaylee will you let me handle it and I was like in my personality I'm like yeah but give me a little bit like let me do it you know like let me do it and you get the credit like that I've always grown up like that let me do it you get the credit but let me do it and like God was like Kaylee you're you're not going to move forward if you keep thinking that it's on your plan I'm like, dang, like, bro, what are you trying to say to me? Like, what are you, you know, saying? And so going to school um, and I was just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I want to do. I say I want to be a sportscaster, but I don't know. And I want to go to college for softball. That was a huge goal of mine. And that was something that, like, actually is going to happen. But I kept feeling like, man, maybe this is just me doing my own thing. And, like, God's just there. Um, And so continuing to keep going to the United which is our youth group and I really felt like God was saying like Kaylee like your like use your platform which was softball um to share my gospel and I was like okay and so I started talking to my friends I started becoming the person that was praying uh before every game um I made sure that we did that I made sure um that I was just being the light that God like made me and so my head I'm like man this is my ministry this is gonna be my forever I'm gonna do this in high school I'm gonna do this in college I'm gonna do this in the pros I'm gonna continue to keep sharing God's love through softball and I was like softball is my ministry this is where it's at and so I dedicated all of my time to softball and if I was good I was gonna have influence on other people and I mean even the conversations I had my best friend uh chubbas which her real name is missy but we call her chubbs um best friend the whole entire world and i would always like not push god on her um but i would share like who who god is and who he is in my heart and she would even come to church with me sometimes and then she won in and whatever and so i was like man this is what god is calling me to and so going to junior year still struggle in school but it's not as big as a problem because um like, no one really cared, you know? And I would still, obviously, like, people would still laugh if, like, I misspelled a word or didn't know how to spell a word. And that, to me, like, hurt me so bad. Like, I just wouldn't, like, be in those situations. I couldn't um, because it would literally break me. But on the outside, I was showing, like, oh, I'm good. And that's why people felt like, oh, she's cool. She's chill because she can take it. Like, she can take it. She's, but like, but I'm going home crying about it um which whatever it's an eight thing uh if you've ever taken the Enneagram I'm an eight on the Enneagram but um and so that uh junior happened summer going to church everything and we go into my senior year um so obviously I graduated in 2020 COVID happened um and remember going to practice and coach was like hey Kaylee you know being the captain uh of the team like make sure you communicate to the girls like we're not gonna have practice right now like we're um something's happening right now but we'll be back in a couple weeks make sure people are still practicing 
uh, putting in work because it could just like happen. And I'm like, cool, great. So go home, weeks go by where it's like, okay, first game is supposed to be today. What's going on? Like what's happening? And I remember the guy on the TV that, or I think it was like the news, me and my mom were sitting on the couch and he was basically announcing like no spring sports, no graduation, school's done. Like, and I remember breaking down. I was like, like I was crying in my mom's lap. And I was like, what do you mean? I don't get a senior year. I don't get senior night. I don't like technically I didn't really letter my senior. I mean, they gave us letters, but like technically we didn't even play a game. So did I letter my senior year? I mean, I made varsity, so I guess it's a letter, whatever. Um, And I just remember I was I literally fell into depression. I didn't want to look at a softball. I didn't even want to pick up a softball bat which is like so unnormal to me because that was just something that I always loved to do and I was like man I'm not doing this and I remember like my uh, dad started to come back into our lives a little bit more and that even made me super frustrated because I'm like why is he back in our lives like why um him and my mom were actually like getting back together and I was like at first I was like dang no one's parents ever get back together like this is a blessing whatever and Uh, but it still made me a little upset because I'm like, why do you now want to come into our lives? And all this stuff is happening. Softball scholarships aren't being communicated. Like things just aren't happening. And I remember going to the field and I was like, God, what are you doing? What? Like you took the one thing I was good at. The one thing that I knew that I was so good at. You take that away from me? Like, do you even want me, like, to be happy? Like, I remember I was just so upset with God. And here's the thing. Those conversations are my favorite conversations with God because he sh- He puts me back into shape just like that. And I, I remember I was, like, yelling. I was crying. I was, like, like, and I was at the softball field. Like, I went to the softball field, and this was the first time I, like, went out of my room in, like, two weeks. And I was, like, are you kidding? Like, are you kidding? And I remember God told me so clearly, he said, Kaylee, you put your identity in something that was always supposed to end. It was always temporary. You put your identity in that and you didn't put your identity in me, who's forever, who's eternal, that will never let you down. And I remember instantly remembering God saying, if you want to do this on your own plan, it's not going to work. And I just start break down crying. I'm like, God, I'm so sorry. Like, I wasn't putting you, like, first. Like, I, like, all this stuff. And I remember, like, I was like, God, like, it's going to be your plan. Whatever you want, that's what I want. And I remember going home. I still, obviously, I was still a little upset. But I remember going and I opened my word and I was like, man, like, I just want to figure out what God wants for my life and where he's calling me and where he's taking me in this season. And one of my favorite scriptures still to this day, and I sit on this scripture, is Isaiah 6, 8. And it says, when I hear the voice of the Lord, or when I hear the voice of the Lord say, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. And that part, here I am, send me, that instantly just spoke to me. And I was like, in in the beginning part when it says like, 
whom shall I send and who will go for us? Like, I remember instantly my heart was like, God, send me. I don't even want to be in the state. Like, I don't want to be in Ohio. Like, send me, I'll go. Wherever you say, I'm going. And instantly, like, a peace fell over me. Um, I forgot about softball for a while. Like, I was focused on whatever God wanted. And I remember we were driving in the car to church with my mom. It was just me and my mom. And she was like, Kaylee, like, have you ever thought about being a missionary? And I was like, hmm. Like, I actually, and I told her, I was like, I actually thought about it. Like, I actually did, and my sister would go on missions trips all the time with Missions Me, and she, like, actually told me, she's like, hey, follow this kid, like, he goes to this school, like, it's pretty cool, and so I followed Sergio, and uh, I was like, oh, this is really cool, like, what he's doing, and my mom said that, and I was like, mom, actually, I have been thinking, like, what, like, what would missions look like, you know, and with it being 2020, like, colleges weren't really open and whatever, and so started doing research about it and I remember my friend prior she went to Highlands College and so I was like okay that's an option um then there was Hillsong Young and Free uh in Australia and I was like cool that's an option um looked into broadcasting school because there was a little bit in me that was like okay but like god can I still do broadcasting (laughs) like that's something I still want to do and so that was an option of doing broadcasting school and then the option of Missions Me, which it was in California. And so really looked into all four. And I was like, man, God, like, you know, here I am. Here I am. Send me. Where do you want me to go? And just looking at all of the colleges and I jumped on because uh, preview days were online. And so I jumped on preview day at Missions Me. That was my first. OK, wait, actually. I looked into Hillsong um, College in Australia and was like, that's where I want to go. Like, that's it. I want to go to Australia. That would be so cool. I uh, didn't even have my passport, but that would be so cool. And I remember I was like scrolling on Instagram. And you know how you like talk by your phone and then things pop up? Like that that was what was happening. And I remember scrolling on, I think it was TikTok. I was scrolling on TikTok and it was like warning in Australia And there was a huge, like, it looked like a plate, spider. And they were like, yeah, they're in your house all the time. Like, any dark spots they're in. So make sure you flip your shoes over instantly. Heck to the no. Spiders, bugs, anything that crawls that shouldn't even, like, they should all be dead. Anyway, I know that they kind of help us a little bit, but they should all be dead. Uh, Anything like that, I'm terrified of. Terrified. So don't even, like, mm mm-mm. I'm not into that. But um, so I was like instantly, Australia, absolutely not. Crossed that off my list. Um, So then it was between Alabama or California or staying in Ohio to do uh, broadcasting. And I knew I was like, man, God, like, I don't think you want me to do that. Like, you know, because you're saying send me, send me and I want to go. And so I was like, okay, what do I want to do? And so I jumped on a preview day with Missions Me and which is love has no limits and instantly like in in the thing is with me and god he will instantly show me yes he will instantly show me no and if he doesn't then like i know it's a no if he doesn't instantly give me peace on the situation i know it's like a keep praying about it and keep seeking but probably not and so instantly i got like this love like man like the mission the college preview day alone I was in Ohio watching on the screen and I was like 
this is something where I want to be. This is what, and it's missions, God's calling me, I'm leaving, like, send me, I'll go type thing. And so I remember I was praying about it, and um, during the meeting, I was praying about it, and God was just speaking to me, speaking to my mom. She was sitting across, and she had tears down her face, and my sister even, like, was like, Kaylee, that's where you're gonna go, and um, just felt a call there, and um, I was excited. Uh, obviously, this was during COVID, and so they actually had a leadership track online for a year, and then you got to go to California to be a part of the mission strip, and I was like, okay, like, I could do this, and I told my mom, I was like, mom, but I don't want to do it here. I don't want to do it online here. She was like, okay, where are you going to go? <laughs> and I remember I was like, mom, can I go to Arizona? Because my cousins live in Arizona. And my mom's always down. Like, my mom's like, hey, if you're feeling like that's where you're supposed to go, then go. And so drove to Arizona, um, finished my high school out there um, a little bit, and um, came back. Actually, we had a senior night. Uh, kind of for softball is all of the federal league which is the league that I was in in Ohio um, got to come together all the seniors and we played a big game which was really cool because I didn't think I was going to pick up a softball again like I was like man I'm not going to do this again like this is it and God giving me the opportunity to one last time and I remember my last at bat ever like in a uni my high school uniform uh, I hit a home run, which, man, like, that, and I'm not a big home run hitter. Like, I had a lot of home runs, yes, but that wasn't my main thing. I was quick on my feet, so leadoff battery was just get on base. Like, that's it. And so, and I'm short, so a lot of people walked me. Like, they couldn't, like, pitch in the zone. And so, um, getting a home run my last at bat, like, giving all glory to God because, like, it was insane. Whatever. Best feeling ever. I still have the video. They got it on video. That was amazing. Um, but went back home and then moved back to Arizona and started college. And I realized like, man, like I was like, God, like Arizona was a little boring. I mean, I had my cousins, which was amazing. My uncle, which is amazing. But like COVID was happening. No one could go anywhere. I couldn't find a job really. I was door dashing mainly. Um, and I just, I couldn't, like, I was like, um, I just don't feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. And uh, a little before that, I'm actually, I told you I would do this. So during 2020, before going to Arizona, my parents were actually getting back together. And I was super excited about it. Um, and I remember I got to go down to California. Was this after or before? No, I'm doing good. Okay. So <laughs> in Arizona, started the leadership college, met my amazing friend, Emma, um, which she was online. She lived in California, but not in that area. And so we did all the online stuff together, um, just learning different things, being on Zoom meetings, getting to have Q&As, doing all this stuff. So that was like so much fun to me. Um, and so during this time, was in Arizona, felt like I was supposed to go back home. So I was like, mom, I'm coming back home. So I drove back to Ohio, finished um the leadership there like was doing leadership classes there and that's when my parents started like you know kind of getting back together and to me that's amazing like I'm super excited I'm like wow like God you're reuniting my family like this is what you're doing this is awesome and I remember like 
super excited. He would come over all the time. And he, like, texted me and my sister. And he was like, hey, I would like to have a meeting with you guys, like, without your mom there. Um, when are you guys available? First of all, <laughs> red flag number one. Why do you want to why do you want to have a meeting with your daughters? Like that doesn't make sense. You know, make it make sense. And so we obviously were like, you know, like whatever. So he sits us down at the table and I remember he was kind of telling us his story and what he's been through and some of it made sense and some of it felt like excuses. Um and my dad's very much like he works all the time and he feels like he has to do that to provide, but he wasn't providing. Um, and he felt like he had to win us over with money and that wasn't the case. Like me and my sister are big quality time people. Like we would just want to spend time. And he was like, yeah, and growing up, like Kaylee, I didn't think you were my kid. And like, sometimes I still question it. And like, he kept going after that. And I was like, wait, 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 you don't think I'm your kid? Like what? And he was like, I don't know, like, some t sometimes, like, he's just going on. And I'm like, why are you telling me this when I'm 19 years old? Like, why, are, like, and I remember as a kid, like, he would give my sister so much more attention than me. And, like, I felt like I wasn't loved. And he wouldn't come to my stuff, but he would support my sister. And I was just like, like, even my sister was like, why the heck are you saying this right now? Like, first of all, me and my sister are twins. Obviously, I'm his kid. And, like, that hurt me a lot. I was like, what? And, like, that's just something you just don't tell your kid. Like, no, oh, I just don't think you're mine. Like, come on now. And so I remember going to my mom. I'm like, is that my dad? And she's like, Kaylee, yes, that is your father. Like, I did not cheat on him. Like, that is your father. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, if you want to get a DNA test, we can do that. And I'm like, no, because I believe my mom. Like, anything she says like, I believe, like, she could tell me the biggest lie, and I'd believe her, because that's my mom, like, that's my ride or die, like, if she's lying, I'm lying, <laughs> but, like, she's, like, no, Kaylee, like, that, and, but that, like, stuck with me, because I'm, like, man, like, my dad doesn't love me, like, I'm his own, and whatever, he's trying to come back in our lives, and obviously, my dad knows that I'm his kid, like, he was, he even said, like, when you picked up a softball, I knew that you were my kid, and I was, like, okay, I had to play sports for you to notice this, but anyway, um, and so I am finishing out leadership school and I was like, mom, like they're inviting me and my friend Emma to go to California to look at the school and everything because I eventually was going to go to the school uh, in person. And so I remember going down to California, meeting Emma for the first time, which was amazing um, because we were online buddies like we never met in person. And so we stayed at her house for a little bit. Then we drove over to Dana Point, California, was at the school, everything, met amazing people. I knew that God was calling me in that area. Like I knew that that was where I was going to be, uh, the people I was going to be around. And so went back to Emma's house and getting ready to leave in the morning, like leaving that morning. And my sister calls me at night. It was like nine o'clock my time. So whatever time for her and she calls me bawling her eyes out and this is normal like Lexi normally calls me crying like that's just she's a four on the Enneagram so she's very in tune with her emotions and I love it like she brings that out in me a lot too um but she calls me crying and I'm like what's going on like why are you freaking and she's like I found dad's Twitter and he's cheating on mom again so he cheated on my mom beforehand like before they got a divorce and then they had me and then they got the divorce whatever um and she's like 
bawling her eyes out and she's like i gotta tell mom i gotta tell mom and i am my mom's like smooth or uh, why can i speak uh i am her uh emotional support person like i'm in the room she's good that's how it used to be i don't know about now but i kind of i probably stress her out more than anything now but i was like lexi do not tell mom i have to be there like um i gotta be the one you know to tell her like that this is happening and i remember getting home and she picked me up from the airport and she's saying all these amazing things about my dad and I'm like man I know I have to tell her like I have to tell her so we get home um we sit down with my mom and we're like hey we found this blah blah blah, that whole story he ended up what a loser like whatever and I was still part of the leadership a little bit we were coming to an end and I like it broke me because like my dad just cheated on my mom again and she ended up leaving my dad which was a miracle like I knew God had to bring my dad back into our lives for us to realize like it wasn't our fault. Like it it wasn't our fault at all. And God actually had so much better for us, but he had to like show us like this isn't your fault that your dad left. This wasn't on you. This was on him. Um, And so he actually like my mom is now happily married to the best guy in the whole entire world. Name's Michael D. Love him to death. Um, and so she had to go through that to get her miracle, which was amazing. Um, and so uh, then finished out Missions Me. I, uh, we had like a Q&A one night before we were done. And I remember I'm just sitting there trying to hold back my tears because the stuff with my dad. And I remember Jedediah Thurner. He was the person doing the Q&A and I'm just crying. And he could tell. He could tell something was off. And I was like, man, like, and this will be another podcast because this is so good. But um, I remember I was like, he, it was my turn and I just didn't have a question. Like, I was just so upset with everything that I was like, man, I just don't, I don't have a question. And he's like, man, Kaylee, what's wrong? And I was like, and I like instantly, I was like, how do you forgive someone that's done you so wrong that like you shouldn't forgive? And I remember, like, he got in depth and I ended up saying what happened. And he was just saying, like, all these things about God and how amazing a father he is and all these things. And he was saying, like, Kaylee, you do not need to go up to your dad to forgive him. You just need to give it to God and say, God, I forgive my dad. Like, I need you to deal with it. I need you to take this. I need you to carry this and lay it at the altar with God and allow him to do it. And... Like, I remember I was like, man, like God, like I sat with God that night and I was like, I forgive my dad. I know he's done it wrong twice now, but I forgive him. Like, I'm giving it completely to you. I'm still hurt. I'm still like crying about this. I like God, I still need you to work in that, but I forgive him. And whatever you need to do in me, God, you do in me. And he, man, he flipped my life a 360. I love my dad. Like, love him. There's a reason he's my earthly father. Uh, he's taught me so many lessons that he doesn't even know that he taught me. Uh, he's brought me closer to God than he doesn't even know that. Like, it's crazy. And so um, just giving all glory to God in those moments. But love my father. Um, have gone through struggles with him, but whatever. And so go to California. Sorry, I'm almost done. <laughs> Going to California, move there. Um, get to do amazing things. Like, I remember going and I'm like this is insane they're trusting me with so much got to run my own little missionary group uh had 20 churches come 
um, to one day LA and we got to like me and two other girls ran that serve center, uh, which we got to plan what outreaches they do, where the outreaches are going to take place, how to get them place to place, like all this. And we were in charge. I was 19 years old running 500 missionaries in one group. And students got to do that all across LA. Uh, my friend worked at the, she was there with the Dream Center in LA and she like had 700 people and she's organizing all that. And so they trusted the students so much to uh, come up with these missionary group things. And so got to do that, worked with like Justin Bieber, Chance the Rapper, Jaden Smith, all these things. If you haven't watched One Day LA, go watch it. It's on YouTube. It was amazing. And we got to put that whole thing on just at a young age and even being able to sit in a room with pastors. Um, we got to, so we had MMLRs, which is where pastors um, that kind of fund us come in. We get to host them in a nice area. We do it like in Miami a lot, um, in California, uh, in Palm Desert. So we got to do it a lot of places and just travel um, but we get to like drive them around and like take them places and um, get to be like personal with them and learn just who they are. And um, it was cool, like putting your name out there kind of and people praying for you that you don't even know that like we're praying over you. And they just trusted us so much at Love Has No Limits, which is amazing. The experience, the speaking that we got to do and the leadership that we got to be in was 10 on 10 amazing. And so... LA was done and it was time to come to Houston, Texas, which is where I live right now. And so uh, they picked a couple students that um, could move to Houston and then some students um, got to uh, join the college. And so we had students out here. It was a great time. Um, but with that, uh, and we did, like, I got my degree with SEU. So we were doing school at the same time and they started to realize, like, this is hard. The level we run at, the things that we have to do and to do school wasn't like they weren't going to work together. And so they made the executive decision like to get rid of the school, which it did hurt at first. It was like, man, like everything we worked for and all this. But at the end of, at the, end of the day, it it was the smartest decision they have ever made, truly. Um, and they actually, me and my friend Javion, we were part of the school. Um, and then they hired us, uh, part-time to be, um, kind of like staff members, which we were staff members. Um, so I got to, literally, I was the only one in Houston doing media. So I got to go around to a whole bunch of different nonprofits and just connect with them, learn their stories. Cuts for Christ was the best nonprofit. Shout out to Cuts for Christ. Love them. Love Chloe. Love Lee so much. If you guys are watching, I love you guys. Um, but just getting to connect, build relationships, um, help them start up their ministry and uh, did one day Houston. And kind of like after that, I just felt like, man, God was saying like, you have been so obedient to me of moving wherever I tell you to go, like wherever he said I was going. And, uh, like to move from California to Houston, like he was like, I need you to go. And I'm like, all right, I don't like Texas, but like, now I love Texas, but I didn't like Texas. And so I moved and God was like, thank you for being so obedient to moving. Now I need you to stay still. <laughs> and like, if you know me, I hate staying still. That's something that I don't love. 
And I was like, AK, I'm staying still, but like where? And he's like, I need you here. And crazy story of how I met the church. They actually, their, uh, their young, their youth went to one day Houston. And I randomly met Kendall um, and Bo and Steph um, at the hotel. I was not supposed to, I was passing out waters. And I was, that wasn't my job, but I was like, you know, the person I am, I want to go around and make sure everyone's okay. And they were like, oh, like I'm at Faith Family Church. And I was like, in Ohio? Because that's the church I grew up in. They're like, no, in Baytown. I'm like, what? There's another Faith Family? And so we connected, got Kendall's number um, and Steph's number, and we stayed connected. And um, I ended up texting like, hey, I'm moving to Houston. How far are you? And they're like, 30 minutes. So that's how I got plugged in at the church. And now... I'm working on staff at the church, living here, being still, be obedient to God. Um, God gave me a promise, and that's something that um, I'm holding on to. And maybe one day I'll share it with you guys, but it's a promise that um, it's something that God is wanting me to keep between us. Um, but it's just, it's crazy. It's a whirlwind. It's uh, everything I wanted and more. It's challenging. It's pushing me. Um, staying still for me is really hard, especially when Isaiah, uh, six, eight says, here I am, send me. And God's like, I'm sending you here. I mean, be still. And I'm like, um, sending me means traveling the world, living in a van, having fun, which I am having fun. I really am, um, meeting amazing people. But that's kind of like my testimony and where I've been and growing up with God and always, you know, I like didn't really fall away, but I didn't trust him a lot and I'm now learning like man I'm trusting God whatever God wants like I'm gonna do and I'm not like even with this podcast this is not for me to gain followers this is not for me to gain influence with anyone this is God saying here I like me saying here I am send me and God is like bet like I'm sending you and this is what I need you to do and so um it's been it's been crazy it's been exciting um being only 23 right now and having so much experience under me um it's kind of cool coming into ministry because I thought I had so much experience and I thought I knew everything and now learning a new way of the church and who the church is and who the body of Christ is and all this stuff it's crazy because it's like all that experience is great and amazing but I'm now learning new things and so allowing God to humble me, um, put me in my place and use me, uh, in any way that he can. And so that's a little bit of my testimony. I wanted to say before we ended things, like your testimony is so important. Like, let me say that again. Your testimony is so important. Share your testimony, share that with your friends. Your friends should know your testimony. They should know what you've been through um, because it's the best way to communicate with each other. It's like, oh, Kaylee, I know that you struggled so much with this is how you might seem happy, but you're struggling on the inside. Like, you know how to communicate with me. Why? Because I shared my testimony with you and my friends know the deepest, darkest parts of my testimony that I didn't even share. And they know those things and they know like how to hold me accountable. Um, and one thing I love, like the Bible is a huge testimony of what God has done. And so your testimony is that important. It's a living word. Like God's Bible is a living word. Why? Because that's what God did in people's lives. That's how God touched people. And that's how he's touching us today. And your testimony could save a life. Your testimony could be someone like, hey, I, I want to experience that. 
I've been through that. I like some of you might be like, yeah, I've been through that with my dad. Like my dad left me and how do I forgive him, Kaylee? Like that's something I can now speak because that is something I've gone through. And so share your testimony. Like people want to hear it. I want to hear it. Like right DM me your testimony. DM me what you're going through. DM me things that I can pray for in your testimony so that you can walk um, this walk with God. And and I'm excited. Like, I, I truly am for you guys. Um, I know how important uh, you are in this world and how God is going to use you uh, in leadership and different things. And so I'm excited to see what you guys do. Um, but also thank you again for tuning into this podcast. Um even if it's one person, thank you for staying till the end. Um, I love you guys so much, but let's pray. Um, and then I'll maybe give a little announcements if I have any, and then we'll end the podcast. But God, thank you so much for my testimony, Father. Thank you for being so faithful through it all. God, even the moments where I felt like, man, God, where are you? I knew that you were right beside me. And so God, thank you for that. God, I pray for anyone over the other end of this phone that might be struggling through things or walking through a difficult season right now. God, I pray that you show up. You show up in their lives and you show them exactly where you have been in every minute of their lives, Father. And so we love you. We thank you. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. That was another thing when I was praying. I actually remember God saying this is like, don't say that you don't have a testimony. Even if your testimony isn't this crazy story, like my testimony is the good things in my life. Like my testimony is the bad things in my life. It's wherever God is in your life. And truly every single person has a testimony. Your story is your testimony. And so share that. Um, don't be scared to do it either. Like everyone has walked through things and what you've walked through is important. And so make sure you're sharing that. Um, also, like I, you know, when I'm in those difficult seasons, um, I've walked through a season where I uh, was sexually abused. Like I um, remember my pastor was like, Kaylee, like, or he didn't say Kaylee, but he was like, sit in those moments and go back and remember where God was. And so I do that a lot. I like when I go through things like uh, if I go through like the thing with my dad, like, I'll go back and I'll sit and I'll be like, God, where were you in that moment? Like, show me where you were in that moment. And he will. He will show you, which is, it's, sometimes it's crazy. Like, it's insane. And we'll, I'll do it. I'll do a podcast on that of like how to go about those things. But God is always there. He is in the middle. He's in the center. And so trust in him, love in him, give him your life. Um, Jack's now itching right now. Jack, do you want to say hi? You want to say hi? Okay, he doesn't want to say hi. But I love you guys so much. I will see you guys next week. Love you. Follow me on Instagram to stay updated. But have a good week. Bye.